0: Welcome to Royal Conversations where I speak with people who are working on their goals in an effort to provide inspiration, insights and value. Seeing how by defining and developing their purpose, they're achieving their hopes and living their best life. This week we have a dear friend of mine, Nabil Vara
1: hello hello
0: hello hello um we're gonna be talking about entrepreneurship mainly starting out because you know we're not billionaires but i'm gonna add this keyword in yet we're not billionaires (laughs) yet um so yeah nabil introduce yourself um you're gonna have one minute
1: cool
0: all right starting uh
1: now yes and my name is uh nabil Soroya Farah. I am the founder of Var Optical. Chief! Uh, <laughs> uh, Var Optical is a fashion-forward luxury eyewear brand uh, in which all our frames are handmade in Japan. Um, with that said, um, all of our frames... Um, it's over three months worth of uh, production value mm. towards our frames. Each of our frames are made uh, from individuals who have over 60 years worth of experience. So these are pure masters mm. within their field that are making the frames. Again, they're all handmade, so absolutely beautiful. Uh, when I say fashion forwards, I mean uh, we're working closely for debuts, uh, spring, summer, autumn, winter uh currently working on uh, collaborations for london fashion week paris fashion week so on and so forth um to get our brand out there um and that's pretty much in a nutshell what we do okay um, on top of that as well we are working on different projects within fire optical so one of them is on-demand eye testing uh, which is very interesting, which we won't be launching in the UK anytime soon <laughs> due, due, due to laws and legislations within uh, the optical field. But uh, we are looking to test that abroad, Dubai, Greece, so on and so forth. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, that's essentially what VAR optical is.
0: So what are the... Just before we get started, what are... Because I've, I've seen the frames. Mm. Um, and like... I don't think I've seen many people who don't say either one of two things. One, that they are really nice mm-hmm. or two, they are very unique. Thank you. So like, what are the what are your socials, especially for Viral Optical? So people can have a look for themselves because I've seen them. And...
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, I do need to work on the Instagram game a lot more when it comes to content uh, <laughs> and posting the actual pictures of, of the frames. But come September, uh, best place to check us out will be the Instagram, which is at Vara Optical, um, And also the website, mm. Um Those will be the best places to check the website. And obviously, we are doing a uh, invitation service only. So, if anyone wants to see the frames up close mm. and personal uh, with myself, they uh, just need to log on the website and get the invitation, which is all on the website which is uh, which is fantastic the frames are sick thank you bro the frames
0: the frames are <laughs> the frames are very love very nice. bro love, um love. so let's start with the first session the first section of this podcast is always about when it comes to real conversations your purpose okay. and uh, elliot shepherds we've kind of deciphered that purpose comes down to basically your psychological dna mm-hmm. so the three things or the three core values that make you who you are Mm -hmm. so if there were three so that begs the question then if there were three values that you would be literally willing to die for right in a battle between love and evil and we're going to say for argument's sake that you're on the side of love right (laughs) (laughs) right for argument's sake so if 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 there were three (coughs) core values that you were willing to die for what would they be and
1: why that's a very good question Um, So obviously I can't speak about the core values for myself Oh yeah Um, One will definitely be mastery Oh Which I'm surprised um, We're going that deep already Yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Definitely mastery because I believe If you want to be an expert in your craft You need to have at least 10,000 hours Mm. Under your belt Um and if it's not 10,000 hours, you need at least two years understanding your fields, understanding the major players in your fields. Yeah. Um, understanding up you who you're up against, uh, the big corporations, the smaller businesses. And it's always the small businesses who are really doing bits. <laughs> really, really doing bits. It's
0: the, it's the ability to manoeuvre quickly, right, without all the red tape in
1: there. 100%. And it's not only really that, it's... Um, these are the guys who have the hunger, who have the vision, and they're young, and they're willing to take risks. Yeah. Uh, they may not have the financial capabilities... Um, like the bigger corporation do to pump into their businesses or startups, mm. but they found a way. Yeah, those
0: are the the Davies versus the Goliaths, basically. It's
1: it's levels. It's absolutely levels. Because um, a, f- a friend of mine, uh, she's also releasing an eyewear brand, um, mainly focusing on again fashion. Yeah. Uh, frames. Um, they aren't as of high quality, but. <laughs> Loving the
0: shade. But, Competitive. Um,
1: I like that. Yeah, go you, you need to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with that said, marketing-wise, they're the way they do everything on an absolute budget and they still get exposure, it's insane. It's yeah. that levels out. They break down all the barriers and they're just going juggernaut in headfirst through. that's absolutely okay. beautiful.
0: Number two. So mm. we've got mastery. Mm. Number two.
1: Um... Determination. Mm. Determination. Definitely determination because regardless of whether you're um, launching a startup or you're you know you're trying to be an expert in your field, you need determination, you need persistence. Um because if you don't have that, you're gonna struggle. Mm. And I think that that then brings me on to the third point, which I would yeah. say is passion. Oh. Because okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure As you know um, <laughs> With the coaching And everything if you, if you If you're not interested In what you do If you don't have A oh, love for it yes. if you don't have A burning desire To get your Whether it's your product Or your service mm. Out there And obviously Your service is helping people mm. Get to where they want to be Yeah If you don't have That passion
0: Then the other two To be fair Are just going to be like Blair yeah i mean 100 okay 100 so we've got so we've got their mastery determination and passion
1: yeah
0: that then (coughs) begs a question after that then for you we also didn't have the question about your enemy Mm. so this came this was inspired by the quote um that every like be kind everybody is fighting a battle that you don't know about Mm. and so for me like that kind of sparked the thought well you can't fight a battle unless you know what your enemy is right so for you what is your biggest enemy before we get onto the big battalions
1: it was, it was really funny you should bring this up okay. um, purely because uh, I, was, I was thinking about it literally last night yeah um, motivation in what sense what like not being motivated or need, you know what like? it is? I think I've got a family curse you know that I'm trying to break. Right, <laughs> Generational curse. A generational that? curse. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even learn. Um, some days you could just slip, and that slipping can turn into a week, and that slipping can turn into a month. Yeah, and that's whether or not um, you find yourself going back onto that route mm. of where you need to be. Um, so motivation is definitely one um, That I I think is definitely my biggest enemy Because I find that If I'm not consistently working at it If I'm not consistently putting that time and effort in Yeah um, I'll slip And I'm nowhere near as productive as I should be
0: so, you, so you're saying like you don't have enough motivation Or you think that not having enough motivation is a problem
1: Motivation is a weird one because you could be motivated in your head and you're like, yeah, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do X, Y, Z, but it's the actual physical actions. Oh yeah, which get you. So admin work. Ah, it's all the ad- admin, the admin, bro. Admin. It's the it's it's the little mundane tasks that that that's just boring. Um Simple things, just yeah. Like yeah.
0: whilst we're here, actually, what are some of? Because we're talking about entrepreneurship, yeah. right? And especially starting out, yeah. what are some of the small things that not a lot of people realise that you have to do to start your own business.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, like yeah, go on. You know what I tell everyone? Everyone asks me about entrepreneurship and starting their own business. Uh, Var Optical has only been around um, as it's not even uh, not even as a business as mm. an idea. It's been around f- coming up to two years now. Mm. And prior to that two years uh, back in 2012 2013 uh, when I decided to drop out um, of uni of uni yeah that's when I decided that I wanted to go into Iowa um, and that's when I went to China found a uh, a mentor who guided me over the year known mm. the ins and outs of the business so on and so forth mm. um, and obviously that's all rip that's all on um So when it comes to The little mundane tasks yeah. That you have to do At the start of Building the business It's always fun Because you're designing logos You're yeah. designing websites <laughs> it's, it's all fun and creative Yeah But it's the little Admin stuff It's sending out emails mm. It's sending it's, Again you know it's, it's not even just Sending out emails It's a lifestyle Entrepreneurship is a lifestyle oh, yeah Yeah um, it's not a glamorous one. Either. No, it's not a glamorous one at all because you need to be at the top of your game constantly. Yeah. If you're not at the top of the game, you're not going to be productive. Yeah. And when I say being at the top of the game, you need to make sure you're keeping yourself physically fit. Oh yeah. Which is gym. Yes. Gym is admin. <laughs> gym is admin <laughs> because gym is ad- for
0: for those of us who don't like like I can't stress this enough, right? Um, for those of us who don't who are not fans of the gym or like. You have to see gym as admin. That's how I see it. That's how Marvin helped me see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Marvin. Exactly, shout out Marvin, right? So it's like, if you don't take care of your fitness, then it will literally make the harder things mm. even harder to do, which is how yeah. I see admin. Like, mm. admin is the
1: things you have to take care of, mm. so the bigger things are easier One to hundreds. do. 100s. Exactly that. It's a ripple on effects. Yeah. When, you, when you're gym and you're taking care of your body, you've got more energy. When you've got more energy... You could do more. You could do more shit. Do must Yeah, exactly. You, you could be more, more productive. It's same again with your diet. If you're not eating well, you're not going to feel good. If you're not feeling good, you're not going to be productive. Yeah, exactly. So, like, like
0: for me, some of the really small tasks I didn't realize I'd have to take care of when it came to entrepreneurship. And tell me if you, if, if any of these resonate with you is um, setting up. My email address Yeah Right Which is A hell of a lot more <laughs> complicated Than a lot of people realise yeah. yeah It's not just simple like Oh like Sign up for an email address And then change The, the part that comes it after the app. It's long It's long
1: It's long um,
0: Buying your own website Is yeah, long Yeah Yeah, yeah. Um, What else is there <laughs> SEOs <coughs> When you make the website mm. is long mm. um, Updating the website Updating the website Long um, then you've got All the data And analytics <coughs> stuff Oh yeah You've got data And anal- analytic stuff Behind the website Or your Instagrams yeah, Or yeah, your social yeah. social medias yeah. um, Then like you said You've got the marketing The branding The yeah. lo- the logos The colours The fonts yeah. Yeah. Um, Then there's The networking part And it's, to be fair It's not the actual talking And the actual networking part That's long It's the finding the events yeah. It's the being able to Sort out your elevator pitch It's all of this stuff
1: I can't lie I hate being social sometimes You know Actually, I it's you know going to going to these networking events, whether it's pitching events um, or whether it's just general networking, or even if it's like a a startup uh, launch or a brand launch at um, a, a event party or something like that. Yeah. Just going around having to talk to people and networking and telling them what you do, and then saying the same thing to ten different people, yeah, twenty different people at the party is just it's mundane. It's long. Um, but yeah, the little things. It's uh, it's it's in, it's absolutely insane. Like my my biggest thing at the moment is marketing, and I use mainly Instagram for marketing. And yeah. now the problem with starting a brand and marketing on social media is if you don't have content, mm. no one's going to. Relate to your brand Understand your brand Because obviously You've driven through content Yeah That's where you create Your own story Of your brand. Yeah And obviously Your story represents Your core values As, as a brand yeah. so on And so forth Even
0: just in that little point Even learning the difference Between branding and marketing Is a new little thing Yeah 100- I mean admin- one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So you're right in terms of I didn't know branding was like telling your story. Mm. Like I didn't I didn't know that until mm. literally maybe a week or two ago. I'm
1: gonna tell you a crazy story just just, just really quickly. Okay. Uh, I was working at a Google Campus probably like a year ago. Yeah, uh, maybe less. Uh, and I was chatting to I was with a good friend of mine, Christian, uh, who's also launching a startup called Get Shirt, which is uh, um, uh, essentially your business cards. Uh, but pulling your feed from all your social media, so Twitter, oh, Instagram, Facebook, yeah, it's wavy, it's I wavy, think. it's wavy. So you, if you're at a networking event, you'd be like, "Yeah, here's my my details," and it's got all your Everything information there. That's fantastic. Um, so we were at Google Campus. I was working, and I was pissed off at myself because I didn't know how to define my target audience. Yes. Right. Oh. <laughs> so I was saying, I was saying to my, I was saying to my, I was saying to to Christian, I was like, "How do I?" Define my target audience. He's that like, mm, I don't know. You just you know you just define that. What do I, How do I define it? I don't mm. understand. And it was funny because I went up to uh, I got up to go to grab grab a coffee. I was walking past these two guys who had their laptops out, um, and they had googled the exact same thing <laughs> as I as, as you, I just as said. Yeah. They had googled how do I define my target audience? Yeah. And that just shows that entrepreneurship, you, you don't need to know everything. No. You don't need to earn, because it's, no. it's a constant learning curve. It's an absolute yeah. constant learning curve. I don't think people understand how much work and effort and yeah. time and energy it takes to be an entrepreneur. Unless you've got capital from the start, Yeah, and you can hire people who are in the field mm. that know what they're doing, mm. fantastic, good for you. Mm. But majority of startups, they don't have... That capital at hand, yeah. to get an, to get an expert on board. So if you don't have a, if you don't have that capital to get someone on board, you have to go out and learn it yourself. Mm. And obviously, luckily, we live we live in a, uh, a day and age where we got all the information at our fingertips. Literally, yeah. Literally, we could open up a phone, Google, um, you know, best times to post on Instagram, where there's the most traffic, and then we've got it. We're like, boom. Okay, calm. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's one thing that I know. That I now know. It's just it's just a constant
0: learning. Curve. Yeah, they they do say that entrepreneurship is a lot like f- trying to build the plane while flying it. Mm. Yeah, and I, I also think that at the same time, um, not being a parent yet, but from the conversations I've had, especially with my mum, <coughs> I realised that entrepreneurship is a lot like having a baby. Mm. Right, it's not like. It's different to becoming a CEO or leading an organisation that already exists Mm, mm. because it was there before you and it will be there Mm. after you, Mm. hopefully anyway, right? So like, but with entrepreneurship, it's literally your idea, your concepts, your baby, you've got to take care of it from literally the ground up. Um, It was quite interesting because one of the things that I asked my mum about, because I'm I'm a solo founder at this moment in time, right? So like, when I spoke to my mum about what she would really value what well, She basically I asked her What would be one thing That you Kind of wish you had Actually Or mm. well, three things One of the things She mentioned was You know Basically Having A partner there To help her out mm. A bit more mm. Right So that was quite interesting Because Being a solo founder My mum Being You know Single mother mm. I was like Oh okay I understand why now Because you have those Those kind of things To balance off So be literally having Your own idea Being an entrepreneur Is a lot like having a baby And if you haven't got that passion
1: yeah, It is your baby It's
0: <laughs> Literally Because you
1: care so much You need to feed that shit man. You, you need to literally. feed it You need to water
0: it And no one's going to care about your baby As much as you do No one Nobody
1: Like they might go Oh it's cute Oh you know it's it's, it's it's well done Yeah It's great Okay
0: It'd be nice to have them around one time Yeah Right Or um when they get older they'd Be like Oh it's like I really like being Around this kind of person Yeah But it didn't raise you And they're not going to be with you the whole time. They don't know the ins and (laughs) outs. They don't know the ins and outs. They don't
1: know the ins and outs. Not at all.
0: Um, Before we move on to Mm. the next section. So, now that we've got kind of motivation, uh, the need for motivation for Mm. um, being your enemy, Mm. for you, in the Battalion of Evil, Mm. where would you place that particular enemy? So, there's four battalions. Mm. So, we've got greed, Mm. suffering, Mm. violence, Mm. and... um, death mm-hmm. so greed suffering violent suffering suffering uh, and death mm-hmm. where would you place the issue of motivation suffering wow to be for that makes sense yeah but why for you would you put it in suffering
1: because you're not you're going to suffer if you're, not, if you're <laughs> not motivated man it's um it's it's one of those ones if you're if you're not putting that work and if you're not putting that time and time and effort in, if you're not doing the small mundane um, bullshit tasks which just drain your energy, yeah, uh, you're gonna suffer in the long run because you'll find that months have gone by when you could have done that little thing in a day. Yeah. oh
0: that don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God, listen, let me tell you a quick
0: story, yeah? <laughs> so I, I said to myself, right? Oh, um shit. So basically, there's there's when you register your company, mm. um like you have to do this thing called a confirmation statement mm-hmm. basically every year. But the first one I think they give you a year and a bit of grace. Yeah. So it's about a year and a half. Anyways, I had basically been stalling on this thing for about two months because I was like, I don't even know where to begin or start. Right? So I literally hadn't done it. Do you know how long it took me to do it when, when the deadline came? Literally the night before. Do you know how long <laughs> it, the, it will be, Listen, do you know how long it took me? Go
1: Five on. minutes. Serious? Five minutes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I was. Stre- when I mean this thing gave me anxiety, yeah? Because it yeah. sounds like a big deal, yeah, like yeah, a confirmation yeah, yeah, statement, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I was so angry at myself, right? I was like, why? This isn't even that deep. So, like you said, the whole procrastination, making things bigger.
1: Yeah, then it actually. Oh, oh, oh that my is- lord. What? You've hit you a nerve, I can't lie. No, you've hit a nerve. Yeah, because it's so
0: true. There are so many things that you will overthink and stress about. Mm. And they take five minutes. 100s.
1: Like, <laughs> 100s. I envy everyone that could just get it done. Just, just just, like, yeah, okay, I need to knock it out and then oh, knock it out. Oh my God. I'm absolutely envy that. Like, like, have you Robin. heard of um, Mel Robbins' five
0: second rule? No. So, Mel Robbins, um, she's got this thing against motivation. She did this talk and she was like, People always wait for motivation to do certain things, yeah. and it's like the motivation is not coming. Get on with it, isn't it? Yeah. So she was. She said that she was watching this um, countdown mm. um, for a rocket ship. I couldn't tell you which rocket ship mm. she was watching, but she was she was watching the countdown, and she basically saw how they were doing the countdown mm. before they blew blew off and mm. moved move and and made some movement, and she then kind of incorporated that into her own. Work ethic And she was like Look if I'm struggling To do something I'll just give myself A countdown And the 5 second rule Is 5, four, three, two, one. Mm. And she goes and does it Now that's the general just I haven't read the book yet But it's on mm. my wish list okay. But my question to you is Before we move on How do you When you don't feel Like doing something And there's plenty of times When I'm I don't feel like Doing certain things How do you then Find the energy And the motivation Or the inspiration To actually do things That you can't be asked To do in the moment
1: You know It's It's um... I like to say I just do it, but it's it's uh, that's never the case. It's uh, <laughs> it's usually a case of I've put myself under so much pressure mm. of having to get it done. I've just, I've just got to get it done. Yeah. But then when you get it done, as you said, it only takes five
0: minutes. Five minutes.
1: It only takes five minutes. It's, it's that mental blockade. This it's it's definitely something that I'm as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Is trying. To, I'm trying to find. That it's not even that get up and go It's just that Okay I need to do it Let me just get it done Yeah um, And what's as I said What's been helping me Is the admin stuff Just the Keeping an eye on my diet mm. um, Gymming All that kind of stuff well, Being born and raised in South London The quickest thing To eat Is chicken your, Listen The protein and carbs I love that the fries, the the oil, it's mad, um, and that's all I've been doing since I've been in like a, a teen. Yeah. You know, um, I'm hungry. I, let me just want chicken shop real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just just chicken shop real quick. Yeah. Um, don't even consider eating you know, cooking and all that kind oh, of stuff. But it's, yeah. it's only recently that I've got into cooking. And all that kind of stuff. And now that I've got, now that I do that, I've got more energy, and I'm like, okay, I feel good. Yeah. And I'm able to do the mundane tasks, the little tasks, a lot more efficiently and a lot more quicker. Mm. Um. And that's definitely something that 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 that, that that's definitely something that's helped me. That's for sure. So for you, it's this about taking care Of the admin, the small. One hundred percent. It's it's a it's a ripple on effect, doesn't it? Uh. Because so, because as I said, if you're eating well. Uh, you've got more energy, you've got more energy, you go to the gym, you go to the gym, you're feeling better, you're feeling better, you take better care of yourself. Yeah. You look in the mirror, you're like, okay, I feel good, I look good. Yeah. And you're happy. It's you're- proactive, right? Yeah, exactly. And then when you've got all those little things, before you even realise it, you're waking up early, you're doing what you need to do, yeah. you're eating well, then you've got the rest of the day to knock out what you need to do. Yeah um and that's definitely one thing that i would say to starting up entrepreneurs <laughs> is just just get the just get the little tasks yeah the little mundane tasks done the devil's literally in the details still it's in the details literally. literally
0: let's now move on to empire so here's where we talk about um viral optical
2: um
0: for you, first and foremost, where would you place your perspective on entrepreneurship in terms of the love side? So, love's also got four battalions. Mm-hmm. You've got fulfillment, happiness, health, and security. Where would you? I think I know your answer because we did an Instagram poll. That's,
1: yeah. I did the Instagram poll the other day, but where yeah. would
0: you? Which which battalion would you fight for?
1: It was actually very difficult for me to answer that, but it was funny because I, I I looked, I was like, yeah, that's definitely one. But looking back at it now, yeah. It really falls into all four categories. But... Fulfillment. Mm. Fulfillment because... I've got a point to prove with myself. And I've got... I've got a legacy which I feel I need to... I need to see through to the end Yeah. To carry on. Um,
0: Like, what what is that? that? So you said you had a point to prove. mm. Do you think it's healthy to have a kind of a chip on your shoulder sort of thing. Like in a way that's like, it can either motivate you or can totally like engulf you in just, does that make sense?
1: That's the scary part. That is a scary part because I feel as if, if I don't follow through and achieve what I've set out to achieve. Yeah. Um, I feel as if I'm a failure in life. Mm. Um, I feel as if I haven't lived my life to the full potential, and I'm not doing what I need to do. Yeah, and I think ever since doing the doing the coaching with you, um, that's only really when I've found my purpose. I've found what I need to achieve and yeah don't get me wrong it is it is on you yeah it's it's big weight on your shoulder that's for sure mm. um and whether or not it's healthy or not <laughs> I, you know i, I don't know I, I, I don't know if it is healthy but it's i don't see living life anyway yeah because i've i need to fulfill what i've set out to mm. achieve mm. um and that's the scariest part because if i don't achieve it I don't know what I don't know what's on the other side of that door.
0: Yeah. So like for for you then, is as we talk about viral optical, what mm. is it likely that you do want to achieve mm. with with it? Like what do you want the legacy to be? And what has it been like? Actually, yeah, let's stop there. What do you want the legacy to be? What do you want to achieve with
1: viral optical? That's a very good question. That's so, <laughs> a, a very good question. Um I put my family name on the brand. That is
0: a... We'll come on to that.
1: <laughs> right, we'll come on to that. that is a big, I'm glad you said that, yeah. Sorry, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, I put my family name on the brand. Yeah. Um, and everything viral Optical represents is everything I feel my family name oh. represents. And obviously it's... Um, it's in respect to my grandfather... And my sister
0: just mm. represents your family.
1: It just yeah, it's um, it's a difficult one. I hear that. This is gonna sound so cliche, but I don't want my kids to have the same upbringing as I had. Mm. It's it's crazy because I've obviously you, you watch Power? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what Ghost came out to achieve is exactly the same as starting off our Optical Whether whether you're selling drugs or whether you're selling glasses is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, to a point I'm, to, with you, I'm with you to a point to I know what you, got, yeah, I know what you mean Yeah to a point Go set out to He didn't want his kids To have to be in the same environment As he was in To live the same lifestyle mm. That he was in mm. um, I don't want my kids Or my children mm. To have to Experience the negativity that living, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of positives living in, 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 in a place like Croydon. Yeah. There's also a lot of negatives. Yeah. That 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 come with it, mm. and I wanna I wanna be able to take them out, of that, and give them a sort of pedestal.
0: Okay. Do you wanna get them at the end?
1: Yeah, I wanna <laughs> get them out the end. That's that is for sure. So for me, Var Optical. It is a legacy. Mm. It's... I, I Again, because I've attached my family name to it. Yeah. If I just called it something else, I probably wouldn't even be, you know, yeah. as, as invested into it.
0: But... The name is sick as well. It Rolls off the tongue. Thank you.
1: Thank you, thank, <laughs> you, thank you, thank you. It's it's definitely a legacy. Yeah. But what, you know, what, what I'm trying to achieve with it is essentially everything core values of what I believe in mm. is what Viro optical represents.
0: So that passion, that determination. That passion,
1: that, that determination, that quality control. Mm. There's so much quality control with our optical it's insane. Yeah. I'm not putting out frames that I'm not happy with the quality with. I'm not I'm I'm not putting out frames where there's like if I find that for example a nose pad is slightly off, mm. I'm not sending that to the customer.
0: Because you sound a bit like um, A a creative In that sense Like when it comes to frames
1: I hate the word creative you know
0: I hate the word entrepreneur But like that's the only way That I can explain it In terms of where you're coming (laughs) from Which, Which then begs the question In terms of your The industry And the research that you've done On it so far Like what do you find To be the biggest Issue that you're If not trying to answer But trying to find Like even bigger questions to answer about, if that makes sense. Like, what is the biggest issue that you found so far in your industry? So. Because it sounds like creativity is a thing.
1: Creativity is definitely a thing. I've always been, I've always been creative, whether it was producing music back when I was 16, 17, uh, to DJing. I've been DJing for 10 years now to even start the Cypher.
0: Yes, I remember the Cypher.
1: To even start in the cypher, and the cypher was inspired by literally, it was just inspired.
0: I still remember the logo, by the way. The logo was you. bad. So thank, you, thank
1: you, thank you. I've actually still got it on my, on, my, on my bank card. It's just a little reminder of where I came from. Um, Var Optical start zone not Var Optical. The cypher started off as literally just reviewing my favorite albums. Yeah. Um, this was, this was before Rap Genius, this was before. This was just when, like, Heisman Biety was starting out, all that kind of stuff. And I just wanted to get my thoughts and views on my favourite albums at the time. I remember the the album which made me do it was Deeper Than Rap by Rick Ross. Because that album is just absolutely insane. And then, obviously, doing that, um, I then went on to... uh, Then, obviously, that then evolved. It then went on to interviewing fashion creatives mm. um, in the UK scene. So um, people like Mark Rise, Yasawi, who, like, again, their creative direction, their energy is just absolutely insane. I still follow them. They, see, they keep such a low profile, but what they do behind the scenes is absolutely insane. they still inspire me up to this day. Mm. Um, then, obviously, VAR Optical grew. That's when I was then in- introduced into like, the London creative scene, the London fashion scene. So that's meeting brands. Meeting individuals who are doing photography. Shout out to Hamish. uh, Because I met Hamish when he was super-duper young. And now he's just doing absolutely insane stuff for such a young man. And that's when, obviously, I was studying at the time. I was studying to... I wanted to be an optician. Mm. Uh, I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. I was doing it to please my family and all that kind of stuff. uh, Yeah. uh, Because I thought, yeah, you know, so it'll make everyone happy it looks good and it looks good on paper yeah but doing the cypher having all that creativity around me yeah and then realizing okay i've got this amazing network that i've managed to build in my early 20s let me see if i could utilize it mm. so whilst i was studying obviously i was working jobs at david cluelow Specsavers, vision express and the quality of the frames, I, I didn't want to wear the glasses, the styles, the designs. It was like, it was like, meh. Then obviously when I went to David Clulu who stocked much more higher quality frames. Yeah. Much more fashionable. Watch uh, the designs, all of the peoples. And I saw their frames. I bought Riley R frames. And I was like, yeah, this, these frames are beautiful. And then that, and then I saw that. I was like, okay, how can we improve on this quality? Mm. Um, how can we improve on the design, so on and so forth. Um, And that's when I set out and I was like, okay, cool. Let me find out how these frames are manufactured. Yeah. That's when I uh, (laughs) I dropped out, same year, I just booked a trip to China, (laughs) off the whim. Yeah. I had emailed a bunch of manufacturers on Alibaba. Right. Saying, you know, uh, I'm interested in frame production. I'm going to be in, in mainland China uh, over the course of a couple of weeks. Um, let me come down and meet you guys, find out how the frames are made, mm. how you how they're produced, what kind of quality control, so mm. on and so forth. And obviously through all of that experience, even dealing with Italian handmade frames again, um, the quality wasn't there. That's when I went to Japan mm. and I saw the frames and I saw the, the intricacies the little attention to detail. Like yes yeah. This this resonates well with me. Okay. Because they will never put out a frame or give me a frame which isn't something that they're happy with. Mm. And what I learnt about Japanese craftsmanship is they have so much pride, so much passion, mm. so much love and attention to detail. To Their production of frames Are like this represents Me I I resonate so much with this Yeah And it's just those little things Which contribute To the creativity But doubling back Just a little bit Mm. I see A lot of people They want to call themselves creatives Yeah Right Yeah. Because it's oh yeah I'm a creative Okay But if you're not doing, if you don't understand entrepreneurship and business, mm. you're not going to be a successful creative. Because you want to eat off it, right? You need to eat off <laughs> it. Right. I know so many creatives that are happy just to put content out, working with brands for free. Mm. It's Where are you making the money?
0: But isn't there like, so for example, with me the way that we've had to do things to get the buzz about yeah. the courses, we're like, we'll do the first 200 courses for free. Yeah. And we're already down to nearly 150 so far.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. All because, and to be fair, if it wasn't for that and the course itself that we're, we're doing for free, mm. wouldn't have developed and grown mm. to a point where we're pretty much happy. It's taken over like nearly 50 clients for us to get to a stage where we're like, this is, this is good now. Mm. But we're just going to make sure. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, do you not feel as if there is a space, especially at the beginning, to, if not work for free, but to do some work that's more about your brand and make getting attention rather than... Because I get where you're coming from Because so you want to eat. Like, I want to eat off,
1: off Elliot Shepherds. See, the way I see that, I see that as entrepreneurship, I see that as testing. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Which is vital, right? I see that as uh, if, if anyone... Is interested, read a book called The Lean Startup. Blue, it's got a blue cover, blue, I think it's blue. It's got a circle, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't remember who, for the life of me, who uh, who the author is, but you could Google that The Lean Startup. Yeah, and essentially, their principle is you need to strip back on as much fluff as you can. Mm. I need to go straight out to test. So an example that uh, is, is in the book, a tech startup. By so, Eric Reese. There we go. Here we go. It's the, lean, the Lean Startup by Eric Reese. Uh, definitely recommend reading that book. <coughs> Essentially, what that teaches you is to cut out all the fluff when it comes to starting a business. And when I say fluff, I mean, it can be the creative side of things. It's just, yeah. Because... So... Yeah gum. We spend too much time Trying to perfect Whether it's a product Or whether it's a service Mm. Um, Essentially what this book Teaches you Is to lay it all out On the table And just get rid Of All the silly stuff You're going to waste time on Mm. And focus on Just the bare bones Mm. And when you're focusing On just the bare bones You'll see All the other little things Come with time so um, again what I was saying is uh, a, there was a tech startup in the, an example in the book so I don't know if many people are, are aware or yourself if you're if you're aware of how software is launched no gone so let's just say for example gaming right um, FIFA comes out FIFA drops yeah we all know there's gonna be so many bugs. <laughs> At that launch. Yeah. Right. It's never going to be the perfect finished product. Mm. And they're going to release version one, version 1.1, version 1.2, so on and so forth. And that's improving over time. Yeah. And the same thing can be applied to startups to. That is so true. Creating a business because we can waste so much time in the beginning trying to get everything perfect. Mm trying to make sure everything looks pretty all that fluff Mm. but when you strip back on that and you focus just on the bare bones Mm. that's when the real development comes Mm. and i think that's definitely a mental blockade for a lot of creatives because we always want to put out the best product that we can yeah Um, So for me, for example, my biggest hurdle that I'm facing at the moment is obviously capital pumping into Optical. Mm. I want to release the best product that I can. Mm. And it's funny because I've been talking to other creatives and other businesses about this. The frames, yes, I'm not compromising on the frames at all. Mm. That's what you're wearing. That's what represents us. Mm. But the glasses cases, the actual presentation of the glasses, Mm. when you receive the glasses i want it to be unboxing experience it's an experience you've paid let's say 300 pound for a pair of optical glasses with your prescription lenses yeah it's a lot of money but you know what you're getting you know you're getting that quality of the frame you're getting yeah. that service if your frame breaks we will sort it out for you mm. it's not like oh your frame is broken sorry you have paid three hundred pound for a pair of glasses. We'll look after you. It's a service yeah. that we're that we're trying to provide. But at the same time, the glasses cases. So the biggest thing at the moment is getting that quality of the glasses cases. So what does that mean, like? So again, the unboxing experience. Yeah. You got, for example, right now you got you got some Specsavers cases. Yeah. Over there. They are not glamorous. At They're time. not glamorous at all. It's a right? job, which is. Yep. How I like it They're cheap to produce Okay So I can get the same quality frames So cases On the budget that I've got to invest into cases at the moment Mm. But does that represent viral optical? Does that represent the quality that we're trying to put out there? The experience of purchasing a pair of viral optical frames Does that Mm. represent
0: it? I'm with you
1: And now I'm torn between Sacrificing on quality,
0: yeah,
1: or just getting the product out there.
0: Can you not kind of like do?
1: I don't know. Maybe do both. I can, cause like yeah, get on. I can, cause I can get the product out there now if I wanted to mm. I can, I can literally ring up my plug in China and say, yeah, just get me here. the cases sorted with the branding. It will cost me a fraction of what good quality frames will cost. Mm. But it's not even just the case. It's the fact that it's the box that comes with the case. Mm. It's the again, it's the whole experience of opening up my glasses, a pair of our optical glasses. You want to undo the box. You want to take the box out. You want to see that you've got a guarantee and authenticity cards. Chase. You want to see, see the case. Authenticity card. You want to open up the case and be like, mm, "This is a very nice case." Yeah. The quality. The design, and then you see the frames. You're like, the frames. Okay. I don't want to compromise mm. on that experience. Yeah. So, like, because one of
0: the things I'm, I'm, I've am I'm, been thinking about, actually, in terms of compromising and yeah. how do you kind of, <laughs> to a point, sell your product, right, yeah. is um, <coughs> one of the things that we've been developing is our own coaching philosophy, yeah which we could very easily
1: yeah.
0: very easily sell as a scheme
1: yeah
0: as a program so because some other there's other coaching companies we've seen uh, having done the market research and that you know yeah. right yeah. who do that they sell like look, this is how we coach this is how we train yeah thanks. come in learn and boom 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 mm. and pay such so, such and such mm. for me, the issue is i don't I, I kind of want it to be exclusive mm. I know them ones. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm with you in terms of the quality because mm. where I plan on using the that particular philosophy to coach mm. and to teach mm. is in environments where we... where we are basically in control. Where mm. we can literally, like you said, do quality control mm. of the products we, we put out. Mm. Where you will literally feel as if you know the difference between, like you said, viral optical and, you know... Any other brand in yeah, yeah, the high yeah. street 100. I want I want us to get to a stage Where you know the difference Between If we're talking Management side You know the difference Between you know A shepherd Yes And a standard everyday manager yes. Right where You yes. know the difference Between a standard teacher Yes And a shepherd Who's trained In the art of teaching Right 100. Like there is a difference And you know Where those environments are
1: 100 and you Come
0: and you learn So like How are you like where are you at in terms of compromise? Because it sounds like you don't want to. You're not going to compromise, which again,
1: is that a bad thing? Again, this again, it's yes, it is a bad thing, and no, it isn't a bad thing. It's it's a it's a paradox. Yeah, because as I said, as, as a creative, you are going to want to put out the best product or the best, wherever it is. Yeah, painting, music, whatever it is, mm. out there. Mm. But as a businessman. As an entrepreneur, mm. you're working on budgets. Yeah. You're working very tight, but strict budgets. Money is basically blood. Money is blood. Money is power. Yeah. And if you don't have that capital at hand, you can't put the best possible out there because that requires capital. Mm. So it's a paradox. <laughs> you want to put the best possible shit out there yeah as an entrepreneur but then as a businessman you just want to put it out there yeah you just want to start making money for your business you just want to get your customers gain traction in the market build up a following Mm. build up a name for your brand as well yeah so where does that come into play where does that where does that what gives
2: Mm. what what
1: needs to give so right now, um, as as I said, the, the glasses cases is, is what's bothering me at the moment with optical. And as I said I've been speaking to creatives and I've been speaking to entrepreneurs and I'm mm. speaking, speaking to businessmen. It's mm. it's it's, it's um, I said it, on, I feel as if an entrepreneur is someone who's both inclined in the creative and business. Yes, one hundred percent. The creators always tell me. Don't compromise on the quality whatsoever because that represents you. Yeah, which is true to a point. Yeah, it represents your brand and it represents you as an individual. Mm. The entrepreneurs they say, listen, you just got to find a way. You've just got to find a way to get the best po- best possible product out there. Yeah, on the tightest possible budget. Yep. The <laughs> businessman will say, just get it out there. Don't don't bother about the creative. And again, that that comes back to the lean startup. Yeah releasing your first beta. Yes. Your 1.1, your 1.2, so on and so forth, Mm. and improving over time. Mm. What gives? Mm. What gives? Do you either release the best possible products, which is going to take you a lot more time, or do you just release it and then improve in time? So
0: one of the things that, as as we're talking about glasses, especially in this day and age, where everyone's got, everyone's literally got a screen at the palm of their hand. Mm. It will be really interesting. I'm not sure if you've done the research, um, but it will be really interesting to see if there has been a rise in the amount of people that need glasses mm. in the past ten years. Definitely, for, alone
1: for VDU usage, absolutely. 100%. What's
0: VDU? Yeah, right. So I'm uh, now. Visual, visual display units. So man-like? your computer,
1: yeah, or your laptop, anything that's about arm's length away. Okay. Uh, because you know that's our generation, especially we're used to. More. You know, screens Mobile phone screens All that kind of stuff so Absolutely yeah
0: Because as, as you're talking about Either you you put something out And it grows over time yeah. Or you put something out And you don't compromise on On certain things Yeah, It's like I'm wondering Does it Do you as an entrepreneur Have to then think Is my Is my service Is my product Then based on A simple fundamental truth mm. Or is it something that will have to grow yeah. with, its, with its customers? So, for example, a case in point might be, let's say to a point, Microsoft versus Apple, mm. right? Microsoft is, for, in one, one way or another, generally grown with, with its audience with its, over, over time. Mm. A lot of people will still be very shocked to find out they have the lion's share mm. of the computer market because they do software, 100%. which is relatively adaptable. Apple now are a bit more A bit more exclusive yes. They're a bit more generic They know exactly what they do yep. They don't compromise on, mm. on their values And mm. what they're trying to mm. achieve And so As you're talking about the glasses cases and stuff It sounds like it's a Even for me it's a decision that I have to I have to make mm. How do you plan on Not Don't tell me what you decide mm. Mm. Obviously secrets and that mm. Mm. But how do you Plan on trying to figure out the process
1: I'm going to put the best possible product out there I'm um, Regardless because that's what f- feels right to me. Yeah. It's that's, about falling on your own sword, right? Yeah. That's what represents far optical. I cannot for the life of me put out something that I'm I'm gonna look at and I'm gonna be like, "What the fuck did I put this Yeah. I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. It's got the family name on it now. It's got bro, it's it, it has. And I can't put something out there that I'm not happy with. Yeah. And I think that has something that's definitely stalled. The release and the launch of our optical
0: because
1: mm. i could have launched this year
0: because what you don't want is a is a chronic two situation yes that's what you don't want do you get me because I, I was watching because as, as you were talking yeah like what the whole creative process yeah and kind of like like the whole <laughs> creative team! process yeah. The, the
1: whole
0: creative process and and oh. wanting to make sure that you put the right things out and all of these things it yeah. sounds a lot like um, that balance between Jimmy Ivine and Dr. Dre when they have in terms of managing beats yes right and um, is it Interscope yes right so like and I've just watched the documentary and I'm like I can like Dr. Dre is one a, a big introvert and secondly yep. he is and he is creative to the max yes to the point where he's like you can't put deadlines on creativity no he he's, he's like it's the death yeah. of creativity yeah. I'm like this man is Super bloody creative, right? In ways that not many people see or appreciate. So, like, how are you gonna basically make sure you don't have a chronic (laughs) two situation?
1: That's a very, very difficult (laughs) answer. (laughs) I'm gonna be real with you. I respect Doctor Dre. Yeah. I've always liked Doctor Dre. His 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 earful sounds. His sonically production wise, it's just uh, his chord size. Just. It's insane, but again, Dr. Dre isn't going to launch or release anything that he's not happy with,
0: yeah, including the Chronic 2.
1: Which is crazy because it's, it's, it's been over uh, 18 years, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it came about 2000, 2001. I think it, it, it drops maybe even before that. Mm. Um, Dr. Dre ain't going to release anything that's, that he's not happy with. And I think to be honest, it plays on his own legacy as well. Yeah.
0: He's he's he is pedantic, like to the max. One hundred. Like absolutely pedantic. And it's it's quite interesting because when when I saw how super in in involved and in, how engrossed he is in, in the production of his music, yeah. it was um it was a quote that I read actually from a book called Think Like Da Vinci that says, like it basically goes along the lines of If you care about it so much mm. It's going to hurt more mm. Right And I was like That's the truth And that's why he is So Pedantic about making sure That he's put the right thing out That It, 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 it makes me understand Why you are so passionate About making sure that you put Like For a lot of people The glasses case mm. Like if you're, if, if you're someone like me mm. It's not that big of a deal mm. That's to somebody like me But then for a lot of people Right it's that experience. There we go. So that's why I'm like... I understand why you are so passionate about it. Because you're like... It shouldn't just be something you just put your glasses in. This is, this is taking care of 300 pound glasses. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? 100%. Like, if, 100%. You, if you can have the choice between putting your baby outside... Yeah. And putting your baby in a in a nice, really nice nursery... Yeah. That takes care of it. Yeah. Or you will definitely yeah. put it in the nursery, right? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, go on. I
1: mean... I mean... Don't get me wrong, I've compromised a lot on the launch of Bar Optical. Yeah. I, I really have. Uh, when I first pitched in Athens a year and a half ago, mm. uh, which was just off the whim, a little backstory to how I managed to do that. Obviously, I was in Kenya uh, volunteering for three months, uh, oh. teaching business and entrepreneurship, all that kind of stuff. So again, that oh, yeah. built, that built my skills as an entrepreneur, that built... You know, um, yeah, my figures. experience yeah. dealing with... I, I, was, I was looking after seven entrepreneurs entrepreneurs out there. Yeah. and These are entrepreneurs who, again, the same problems that we encounter as an entrepreneur, mm. they want to release or do... They've got an idea in their head about the best possible product, the best possible service. Yeah. But then they realise, okay, I don't have the financials or I don't have um the tools at this moment of time to put it out there Mm. so one thing i always tell everyone to do as an entrepreneur is doing a a bmc what's that and that's a business market uh business i think business management canvas i think it is i can't remember and basically in that bmc you have everything from uh, your key partners to basically your key partners will be your manufacturers, so on and so forth, mm. your customers, uh, your revenue, so mm. on and so forth. BMC, I'm writing that down. Yeah, cool. go on. <laughs> uh, you literally if you type in BMC <laughs> it will come in, into Google, it, it, it will come up. Yeah. Can I bring up? Yeah, one? go on, go on, go on. Um, Snap, you Yeah, so yeah, so essentially your BMC, yeah. you fill that in with your first initial idea. Yeah, and when you fill that in, if you just cl- if you click on images, I think that I think that's images. Oh um, snap! Put in business canvas. That might that might come up. Um. So when you put when you fill in your BMC, mm. you're gonna fill in the best products. Or so the, the best. Yeah, there we go. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Alright. Let me just talk about this real quick. Yeah, gum. Okay, so there we, go. there we go.
0: Oh, this is interesting.
1: Yeah, it's insane. So, <laughs> again, this is absolutely insane. So when we go, when we, when we talk about the BMC, we talk about your key partners. So your key partners are essentially, uh, as I said, manufacturers. Um, there we go. Perfect. Squad. Quite... Yeah, it's, it's huge. Oh, yeah, the... go on. I can't even read that. Let me just scroll that. Uh So there we go. Key partners. Yeah uh who your suppliers where you're getting your suppliers from so on and so forth to key activities so production problem solving blah 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 uh value propositions again this is this is a big thing because as we were saying earlier putting the best possible product out there Mm. right customer relations how you're finding your customers to the channels channels can be everything from uh, marketing So your awareness Your Instagram your mm. Twitter Your Facebook um, So on and so forth Your key resources um, And then obviously The finances that come with that as well mm. uh, Your cost structures And your and, and your revenue streams So when you first fill in Your business model canvas I don't know why I said business marketing canvas Business, <laughs> b- business model We got there in the this end This is essentially it. Your, your business model When you first fill in your business model You're going to fill it in With all the fluff yeah, I can, right.
0: imagine. I, 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 right. I can imagine doing that you, already, yeah.
1: You're going to fill it in with everything that you want. And then you need to revisit it. Mm. And you need to streamline it. Everything that that's, uh, the Lean Startup says, you need to absolutely streamline it. So you need to get rid of all the fluff mm. so you can execute now. Okay. Right. So as an entrepreneur... Yes, you're always going to release the, You're always going to want to release the best possible product out there, mm-hmm. but you need to revisit it mm. and say, "Okay, I could take away this because I don't need to focus on this right now. Mm. I I could take away X, Y, and Z." So as I was saying, when I was pitching in Athens, I had done the BMC, but when it came to pitching to entice the potential investors, mm. I had to show them that okay can launch this tomorrow. Oh, okay. If need be. Yeah. And that's the main thing as as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to put something out there as mm. quick as you can. Just 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 gain some just gain a bit of traction, just gain a bit of awareness. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all well and good you have an idea, but if nobody knows
0: jack about it, and you can't complain, you can be like, oh, nobody's seen my stuff, nobody's buying my stuff. Well,
1: my g. Did exactly. You, did you put it out? Exactly. Did you have conversations with people? Exactly. Did
0: you advertise? It? Did you market? It? Did you do branding? Did you? Yeah,
1: exactly. And all that grows with time, and you can only work on the budget that you have at the moment. Yeah. So, people have been asking me, what's Mood um, what's by Vara? Oh, uh, yes,
0: even me, because I, I like it. But, yeah, explain that one. So,
1: people have been asking me, what's Mood by Vara? And Mood by Vara is essentially. Okay, so there's two stories behind Mood by Vara. I'm going to tell you all right, go the on. first one. So, Mood by Vara is basically a collection of images. Mm. That I've been collecting since uh, I started the cipher uh, back when I was like 19 mm. of what I feel represents viral optical. Okay, so the images that you see on the mood by Vara is essentially my mood board. Ah, mm. uh, okay, it's mood yeah, by Vara, by Vara. Yeah, 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 so it's essentially all the images that I feel. Uh, represents myself Mm. and Vara Optical Mm. it's weird because when people say you're doing mood boards um, they're like oh what's a mood board mood board is basically anything that you feel represents you or resonates well with you yeah and that's essentially mood by Vara Mm. why I did mood by Vara is because I don't (laughs) have the financial capability at the moment Mm. to get content done okay And with social media, you need content. You need people, especially in fashion. Mm. You need people wearing your frames. You need influencers wearing your frames. You need Mm. to take pictures of people wearing your frames. You need to do campaigns. You need to do product shots. You need to do lifestyle shots. It's long. It's long. (laughs) It's bro. It's It's long. You have to love it. It's long. You have to love it. Exactly. I don't have that financial capability at the moment. To be able to pump... I was talking to an influencer agency. Yeah. Uh, so these are basically an agencies that uh, manage influencers, and influencers that have over like you know five hundred thousand to multiple millions of followers on their Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Right. I was like, okay, let me just try and get some influencers wearing viral optical. So I hit up a couple of agencies. I hit up uh, Whaler. Mm. Um, and I also hit up. Uh, Shutterstock mm. Everyone knows Shutterstock Shutterstock's pretty much a brand name Yeah Because they've recently been they recently doing Content as well So I actually Had a phone call With uh, The Shutterstock's guys Who are based in America um, So they go to me Oh what's your budget I said uh, Maybe about 5k mm. For influencer investors They're like mm, Okay Okay Well, unfortunately, we don't work on anything above 30k. What, below 30k, you mean? 30k and above. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need 30k to get
1: it. You need 30k, yeah, 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 exactly.
0: Wow. I was
1: like, 30k? They were like, yes. Same with (laughs) women who are based in the UK. Minimum campaign or package they deal with is 25k. Now, this is the crazy part. mm They'll take a small percentage Let's say 5k of that mm. So you're left with 20k mm. Guess how many images You're getting for that 20k How much? You're probably getting
0: Only about 5 Oh This is impossible
1: You're possibly You're only getting about 5 Right And that's 5 images That these guys Are going to post Onto their Instagram They've got I said, they've got Millions of followers
0: mm. um, Oh So it's not necessarily About how many photos You get It's about the reach Yes. Okay. But five
1: photos oh, no. for me to post onto my
0: social media feeds. People buy one car for less than that, though, or about the same price.
1: I want to get a BMW Z4 next, and I could pick him up for like 5k. <laughs> but then doesn't it come does I hear that, but, come then, on. but doesn't
0: it come down to like it, it comes down to the ROI, right? Like in terms of how much how much is is like for example, we'll use the Shoreditch example, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I went to get the trainers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, just just for this lot, of time. Yeah. so <laughs> me, so you and yes. I, we went, to, we went to go, we went to, um, we went, we were in Shoreditch. Yeah. And we we stopped by a trainer shop. Yeah. Right, because we were with we were with Chris. Yeah. And shout out Chris. Shout out Chris. And basically, like, there were some nice trainers in there. Yeah, I looked at I looked at yeah. one pair of Adidas's and I said to you i've got to decide whether or not i can either pay for my trade pay for these trainers or pay for the website for a year
2: yeah
0: that is literally the decision i have to make yep i chose the website in the yes. end yes right yeah, yeah but like yeah. that's because in terms of the roi yeah the return of my investment the website is mm-hmm. gonna earn i feel is gonna return more yeah than the adidas trainers
1: yeah
0: do you know what i mean yeah so maybe the yeah the five pho- uh, to be fair when you said five photos it's a bit of a mad one for that kind of price, but if somebody thinks, and this is this, is, and I think this is something I'm learning as well. Like, especially when you are a founder, <laughs> everything is your fault. Yeah. So if it works out, mm. fantastic. If it doesn't work out, it's thirty k down the drain. Mm. But you've got to literally ask yourself,
1: is it worth the cash mm. for not, everything? Not, not thirty k. And you thought, Nah it's not. It's not, not worth. Not thirty k. I don't. Even- <laughs> If I had thirty k right now, I would put down a deposit on a on a property. I can't even. Look. There you go. Thirty k pump into my business unless that's being invested into it. If, yeah. like, if that's my money, I'm not. I'm not. You know.
0: I personally think it's probably a better way. I
1: would. I am with you. Which I just why I I'm 30K. doing mood by Vora because this is a collection of images that I've collected. Yeah. And I can keep the conversation going on my Instagram. Right, by just posting these images which represent var optical, because I think one of the things I'm always interested in hearing
0: from people is is when the first excuse out of them, generally one of the first excuses they have is, "Oh, we haven't got enough money, Mm. so we can't." So we not only can we not do this, but we're not going to try, Mm. right? And I always, I always, I hear a lot about that in public services, having worked, having having worked in schools for about. Four years now so yeah. it's the argument about oh we need more money you hear about the NHS we need more money mm-hmm. um you hear about policing we need more money yep. and it's quite funny because I was having a conversation with um a friend of mine who works in in on in the NHS mm. and she came up she she was just like you know we need more money da, 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 da. then I asked her called cool, do two things if you could improve the efficiency of the system mm. without the money
2: mm.
0: what would you do mm. immediately about four or five ideas came out
2: Mm.
0: Right Not only that But then Once the system was Made to be more efficient Mm. Then she was able to justify Why the money Would actually be beneficial Mm. If that makes sense Mm. Because a lot of people Would just be like Oh I need more money We need more money They haven't thought about Is the system that you're working with Is it it efficient Is it
1: efficient And you know what This is very interesting Because In optics So the NHS currently provide twenty one pound thirty pence per person mm. if they're on benefits if they're if they're on disabilities um, disability benefits mm. uh, if they're under the age of sixteen or still in full time education up until eighteen I believe it is mm. the NHS will pay for your eye examination mm. but the craziest thing is the likes of spec savers even Vision Express. Mm. They're giving up free eye examinations anyway. Yeah. You can type into Google uh, Specsavers free eye test and there will be a voucher on the Specsavers (laughs) website. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, bro. £21.30 pence per person in the whole of UK Mm. that Specsavers is eating off the NHS. Mm. Yet they're still providing free eye examinations. £21.30 pence per person. Yeah. And there's anywhere between an average of us, what?
0: 70 million of us?
1: Dude, I, I'm not even going to do the maths. Sure, yeah, I'm sure you could do the maths. That's digits. how much money the NHS. Let's say, and let's say half of the, let's say 30 million of those are working age. Yes. Are wasting on eye examinations mm. when Spec Savers and Vision Express, they're dishing out free test vouchers regardless.
0: Mm. And from, from the conversation I've had with you, you're like, they can afford to do that because the premium they that they make they that they put on the glasses frames mm. is like it's a bit like popcorn in the cinema to a point. Mm. Like where the cost mm. of getting the popcorn in mm. is like very very minimal to how much they charge you yes for like for the popcorn yeah so it's not like we're saying because because I don't know about how the, the whole economics of the situation works mm, mm. but we're not exactly it, it could be that because of the £21.30 mm. that Vision Express and Specsavers they're able to subsidise mm. that's why they have the free eye care but it could also just be listen because of the money we're making come 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 get the free eye test don't even worry about the £21.30 and then that is genuine. That's when we realise, oh, that's that's a waste, waste, a waste of a budget. And that's why I absolute say, absolute waste. That's why I say I'm not here for the public service excuses.
1: I'm all here for the, the NHS, cost-free uh, vouchers, which gives you um, a bit of money towards glasses. You can't afford the glasses. Yeah. I'm, I'm all here for that. Yeah. Because if you need your vision corrected, you need your vision corrected. Mm. But the eye examinations, if you're giving free eye examinations out, why are you taking money from the NHS? It, to me, it personally, it doesn't make any sense. And
0: I'm guessing that doesn't even include actually paying, paying for the glasses. No. It's just test. £21, £21, 30 pence for the test. That's £21.30 just for the test itself. But I still have to pay for the glasses.
1: If you're on benefits or if, you, yeah. uh, if you're a kid, so on and so forth, you will get... Uh, a bit of money Towards your glasses Okay so you get a contribution Which is fantastic I think they, they shouldn't Scrap that at all Okay that's fine They should scrap Just the The eye examinations And And Speckies Should focus On just doing Free eye tests just, just doing free Just doing free artists. Just do free artists. If you If you if, if you've If it's so easily Readily Accessible For you to get A free eye examination Voucher Yeah You'll find it on the back Of your parking ticket <laughs> You'll find a voucher on your metro newspaper, the thing is, I'm, I'm laughing because it's true. It's, it's actually true. Like, Why are you taking 21 pound 30 pence from the NHS for about on average
0: anywhere up to 30 million people at one point per year? Every that, oh listen, okay. Do you know what? <laughs> let, let's not even let me not even get started, right? Before before we move on to the third and final section, like a few things that I wanted to to um to talk to you about, <laughs> um the family name thing. Yes, right, It's a really big thing for me because. As you know We changed our name Yep So it was Eminent Shepherds before
1: Yes It's now Elliot Shepherds So now that's Personal Branding
0: So now it's Personal Branding It's got My family name on it Yes um, Where you Like You kind of spoke About it a bit And we'll, talk, we'll keep it Very short right mm. These these next three questions mm.
1: Where How do you feel About putting your name on it It's stress <laughs> <laughs> It's stress it's just... I actually would have put my entire surname on there. So my entire surname is uh, Soraya Vara. Yeah. Or Soraya Vara, depending on how you want to pronounce it. But... I decided just to go for Vara due to uh relations and all that kind of stuff. It, yeah. So...
0: Did you have a conversation with the fam about putting the family name on it?
1: No, because I know they'll support me regardless. I know... That's that it. side, this, this this is gonna get mad deep. Yeah. That side of the family, the virus side of the family. Yeah, they'll um, they'll back it. Okay, back it one hundred percent, and they'll be proud. We're proud, virus. Yeah, we're proud to have our. You know, we're proud to we're proud of our journey, everything that we've achieved or experienced. Our journey mm. uh, from my forefathers coming to the UK, coming from India. To being shipped over to East Africa by the British Mm. to work on, like, cotton socks manufacturing and all that kind of stuff, Mm. to then getting kicked out from Uganda by Amin, um, to coming to the UK with nothing, being placed in concentration camps in the 60s to then moving to london and living on an estate facing racism because we were the only brown people mm. brown faces on the estate and some of the some of the stories that I've, I've i've heard from my from my grandfather my grandmother got shot with a bb gun on the estate in tooting because she was brown it's mad my dad my family they got chased out of Leicester Square on a family day out. Not Leicester Square, sorry. Uh, Trafalgar Square. Yeah. By, um, what was it? They called themselves the NRIs, I think it is. Is that NRIs? The um, National Front. Oh, yes. Uh, sorry. The National Front. They got chased out of Trafalgar Square because they were brown. And a lot of people who came from East Africa or even India during those times... Mm. They had to get through that. Mm. And now I'm here. Yeah. With these opportunities, right? With all these opportunities at hand. Mm. The journey that my forefathers and my family have made to put me here, mm. even my dad, my, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, as far as far as far as it goes, for me to waste this opportunity and for me not to give them... Some sort of uh, legacy. Yeah, I, it's impossible. Isn't, bro, it, <laughs> it's bro, It's impossible. absolutely impossible, and it's crazy. I, I think back at it, and it's and it's just. I've been put into such a beautiful position. It's not an ideal position, mm. but I've been put into a lucky position of where we have everything at our fingertips. Mm. If we don't make use of this.
0: Mm. I think like there's two things. One we will save for another another conversation. Mm. But there's two things that you've you've raised there that like are making me think and also kind of um, affirm something that I, I firmly believe. The first thing that I'd love to have a conversation with you at another point is about just the 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 lineage and the heritage mm. of indians in especially in, in britain yep and the kind of where they've come from because i don't yep. think a lot of people realize that there was this whole situation in especially in the east of africa yeah um yep. and tanzania kenya uganda, uganda. yeah so like exploring that i think would be very very yeah, educational to a lot of people right absolutely because i think a lot of people think it's just from india to britain and that's just no no, 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 no. no. and there's, there's a different spin there as well so like a lot of history there so that's something i'd love to explore at another time absolutely another thing that you've kind of affirmed for me is um i've from my personal history from my experiences realizing that some people (laughs) especially when it comes to their family they've got Mm. they've got a decision to make Mm. can they either make some their family happy Mm. or proud Mm. and you fundamentally said i've chosen to make them proud even if it's harder yeah and they're unhappy with me mm. in the immediate sense. Mm. They will be proud of me. Yeah. And that whole, that, that that journey you've just taken us on in terms of why your family name is so important and why you put it on yeah. on there, is is just makes that even more uh, prevalent. Last thing, volunteering. And we'll save this for about two minutes, mm. right? Okay. Let's keep this short and sweet. What did you gain from volunteering? Because a lot like working for free is no joke. Working for free in another country Is also another no joke So what did you What did you feel like You gained from it To make that sacrifice And also how long Were you there for before? Three months three, Okay so three months In another country You weren't getting paid What did you gain from it though
1: Experience Experience I think um, If you're not getting yourself Out of, the, out of your comfort zone mm. And you're not experiencing New things Look, When I talk about experience I've, We've got friends that Don't even venture out according
0: mm. Don't go out the ends
1: Don't go out the ends Yeah. They think the ends is End will be all Yeah And that's, that's fine that's, that's, that, that's all they know But As you know It's, just, it's funny I'm actually going to ask you a question Alright go right? <laughs> What did you learn Yeah from going to Florence Oh About myself
0: It was like It was It was sort of like My spiritual home um, Like I went there I went on my own Because mm. um, I've been a big fan Of Florence The Renaissance yes. Da Vinci Machiavelli yeah, yeah, yeah. Right um, Machiavelli. Machiavelli Right So like I, I've always just had a very Very big um, I guess Spiritual attraction to Florence mm. So when I went there mm. Like I was basically looking I guess for evidence of faith mm. Right And If you go to the the, the the Duomo The big one Yeah Right And when they tell you Look like this The the painting on the ceiling of the Duomo Is about It's very big Right It's big We're talking about like A hundred metres big Listen Painting an A4 piece of paper is long. <laughs> when this man said to me... "Yeah, Listen. When he when said to me, 100 metres, about, it's about 100 metres or something, like." Right? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's bigger than it's that. you know that, right? It's, about, it's, it's a very big painting and it's taken years and the building's taken decades. And then you see the detail. You see the patience, right? And you see the inspiration that they gained from the world around them. But not only that, but... <laughs> the desire for the world to move forward because the thing, the great thing about the Renaissance at the time was that everybody thought that everything that was known Mm. could be known and there was nothing new to learn. Mm. Right. Which is why the Renaissance was a big deal. It basically means in one way, shape or form rebirth. Mm. Mm. Right. So Mm. they were basically going to challenge everything that they already knew Mm. so that the whole world effectively would be reborn again. Mm. Right. Now, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have flight. We wouldn't have modern day military machines. Mm. Um, we wouldn't even have, well, we wouldn't even have drones. It was essentially science first, religion. Pretty much, right? And the great thing about, I think, those who were really good with the Renaissance mm. is that they managed to find a way to marry both mm. without... But yes. The, the annoying thing was they also offended both. Yes. Right? So, for me, when I went to Florence, I was just like, I found inspiration. I found evidence of faith. I found evidence of practicality. The detail in that in 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 the entire like in in the entire region is just. Anyways,
1: I loved it in it. So what is that? That's a legacy. Leg yeah oh leg yeah basically proof of legacy. There you go, there you go. If you didn't go out and experience that and put yourself out of your comfort zone, yeah. Where's the growth? True. For me, volunteering. I've I always want to give back to. You. Um, to the with the community or just uh, um, just mankind in general. Mm. Um, so, one, um, I'm actually working on a charity at the moment that's part of our optical. Oh, okay. Um, so, this is exclusive news. Exclusive! That's exclusive! Exclusive! News. So, I want to... Okay, so whilst I was out in Kenya, yeah, um, there's probably one optician to, uh, it's going to be a dramatic number, but something, something like 10,000 individuals, 10,000 people to one optician. Yeah. So when you think about how many people have unaided visual acuity, mm. it's insane. Mm. Do you, you wear glasses? Yes. Yeah. Imagine going through your day-to-day without wearing your glasses. Imagine your productivity levels.
0: Mm. I get headaches. So health. Exactly.
1: Right. So these so-called third world countries, Mm. they don't have access to obviously basic healthcare like we do. Yeah. Right. So as a charity, what I'm trying to start up is just simple visual acuity, auto refractive testing. Mm um so what is that sorry don't even explain that (laughs) right right.
0: i can just tell that you're very good (laughs) at your job
1: sorry right yeah Um, carry on carry on because of time but yeah go on essentially i mean nowadays you really and truly you could take your prescription from your smartphone really and truly but there's higher there's higher uh, powers at play from uh big corporations that are part of board members who don't want to allow these Allow technology to advance so far because they're brick and mortar. They're romantic. Their their shops will go downhill. Their shops won't won't need to exist anymore. Mm. So essentially with the charity, it's again it's in homage much to my sister as well, because she always done always done a lot of charity work as mm. well. She um, I really want to dedicate it to her more than anything else. Mm. But essentially, if eye testing or getting someone's visual acuity Is that simple as getting it from a smartphone. Yeah. Imagine the productivity levels of these third world countries Mm. when they have their visual impurity improved, Mm. when they have it corrected, Mm. not even improved, when they have it corrected, Corrected, when they're actually able to see properly. Imagine their productivity levels, how much that's going to increase, Mm. how drastically that will accelerate the economy because they can now see better. They could do their they can day-to-day do day stuff on. a lot quicker. Okay. And that's essentially what I'm trying to achieve with the charity side of it. Just going out to remote locations mm. where they can't access these affordable or even <clears throat> eye care in general. Yeah. Doing simple tests, which will only take a couple of minutes to do and then being able to give them a pair of glasses, obviously the glasses will have to come through fundraising, all that kind of stuff, but that's fine. Mm. Uh, we're working on that at, at, at this moment of time. But also as well, these third world countries, they didn't have the infrastructure for wired telephone lines. Mm. So what have they gone? They've jumped straight, straight to, to mobiles. To mobiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, right? Yeah. And it's crazy because I was I, I was telling my boy the other day, all the information that we have, they also have yeah. at the at their fingertips. Mm. And now that they got smartphones, again, their economy is just gonna yeah. It's just it's just gonna absolutely rock it through. Yeah. And now that they got smartphones, it's a matter of time, really. It's, it's just it's, it's it is just a matter of time. So essentially, uh, from from a charity perspective, that's essentially what we want to do. We want to go around to uh, remote locations. Yeah. Uh, where they don't have that access to to eye health and eye, uh eye care, uh, being able to correct their visual acuity, so their productivity levels will increase. Yeah. Um. So, I'm trying to set up in Kenya at the moment. Uh, through my network that I've built since my volunteering in Kenya. Yeah. Which is absolutely beautiful and also. Through uh, family and connections I have in India as well. Okay.
0: We've spoken about how your sister's played a major influence in your life and how basically her passing has influenced a lot of decisions that you now make, especially when it comes to the charity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't for the loss of my dad, mm. I would f- categorically say I wouldn't. I wouldn't have started my business. Mm. And having read Malcolm Gladwell, David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. He found a very weird statistic that basically says something on average about 67% of presidents and prime ministers suffer at least the loss of one parent, mm. which is a high statistic. And it basically, he, he said, it's a bit of a statistic that you don't kind of know <coughs> what to do with it mm. because, you know, for one of a better way of putting it, loss is shit. Yes. Right? <laughs> right? Loss, loss is shit. But in the weirdest way, it, the statistics prove especially when it comes to entrepreneurship, especially, mm. that those who suffer, if not loss, but in one way or another, maybe even with like dyslexia, for example. So mm. Robert, uh, Richard Branson mm. is a good example, mm. right? Mm. Those who suffer loss or challenges mm. that seem insurmountable, mm. often once they overcome them, rise. Mm. And so the question for me, just generally, and we'll keep it brief, mm. is how, like, what would be... One or two things That you've learned From if not the grieving process But The experience of Having like Of your sister Um And what you hope That that will allow you To give To
1: the world So I want to talk about Um My sister's death And mm. The events Which Led to her death mm. And also my grandfather's death as well, Okay Because I was very close to him Yeah Um so, my sister was diagnosed with a brain tumour mm. when she was nine, ten years old. Mm. Um, and she went through... She was your younger sister, right? She was my younger sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was my younger sister. Um, I was going through my GCSEs at the time, actually. Um... She was diagnosed with a brain tumour. Me being a young man, I didn't understand the seriousness. I didn't understand what cancer was. Mm. I didn't even understand what a brain tumour was mm. or how it can affect an individual yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so she was, diagnosed with, uh, she was diagnosed with a brain tumour. She went through a surgery mm. Where the brain tumor was, it was on the location of the brain where uh, coordination and mm. uh, coordination is. So essentially, because it's on the brain, they could only take or take off, if I remember, around ninety-five percent of the tumor. Okay. Uh, so five percent of the tumor still remains, which obviously. Uh, means that there is a higher chance that it will grow again yeah they removed the tumour she lost majority of her coordination which means she couldn't walk again and her speech as mm. well she couldn't talk Yeah. her speech was very slurry uh, so, on and so, uh, so on and so forth she fought through it She fought through it all Through her um, Physiotherapy To try and get her mobility And her coordination back mm. um, Even though she was wheelchair bound She would still try And walk This is a young girl Yeah um, Only 10 10 years old She fought through it Tumor grew back again so she had to go through more surgery and That's another setback Yeah So she had to start from square one again And then she went through chemo and radiotherapy To try and get rid of that small percentage that was left mm. I don't know if uh, you, you, you know about chemo and radiotherapy yeah, that, yeah And because of that Going through radiotherapy She lost all her hair Yeah Going through chemotherapy, it it kills you. It Mm. slowly kills you. Chemotherapy. Mm. It's um, it's absolutely nasty. But she still through. She still fought through it. She was still smiling daily. As a young girl, losing your hair, losing your mobility, losing your coordination. It's uh, personally, if that ever happened to me, I I don't know how I'd be able to. Yeah. Seeing my sister. Persevere, the de- determination, am always smiling through it. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's that's what gave me strength. Mm. And little mundane, small, small tasks, <laughs> it's nothing compared to what she went through as a young girl. Yeah. And then it, it grew back again. Mm. This time it, it had spread down to a spine. You can't operate on a spine. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, you know, uh, I, I, it was only a matter of time until she passed. Mm. Um, I will always remember the day that she passed, because I was holding her hands as she passed away. Mm. But for me, what makes, what helps me go through that, is just seeing her strength. The strongest person that I know to be able to go through that and still fight. Yeah. And still say, yeah, I'm going to come out on top. Regardless of the odds. Mm. The bravest, most courageous person I ever know ever, will be my sister. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. And that's what helps me get through my day to day Mm. Uh, think if I try to think life is tough life life is a chore but it ain't tough it's you know it's um, it's fun you gotta make it make it what it is Mm. but I can't I can't complain about life Mm. I I can't complain no matter what circumstance or position I'm in seeing what my sister little sister went through Mm. and then passing away when she was only thirteen, mm. you know it's um, it's it's uh, it's something that will always resonate with me, it's something that will always, you know, uh, I can't complain about. That. Yeah. I can't complain about anything. And my grandfather, yeah, uh, he suffered from from, Alzheimer's. Okay. Um. So. His short term memory was mad. I, I tell you something beautiful as well. Go on, please. Um, so obviously my grandfather spent. Obviously he was born in East Africa. Was born. He was born in Uganda. Yeah. Um, as was my great grandfather. As was my father as well. But so he spent a lot of time in East Africa, whether it was Uganda mm. or whether Kampala, whether it was in uh, uh, in Kenya. Mm. Yeah. So when I went to Kenya, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going back to Kenya. And he goes, son, you're going back home.
2: <laughs>
1: I was like, okay. I, was like, <laughs> I, I never understood what you meant. Yeah. He's like, son, you're going back home. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, isn't it India home? And he goes, no, Kenya's home. East Africa's
2: home.
1: Mm. Three generations of Varas were born and raised in East Africa compared to myself the first generation yeah. who was born in London mm. in the UK yeah and you see how much of my um, uh, culture and influence is London mm. I'm I am London yeah you're, I mean you're wearing a night track suit and harachis. Yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly you know um, so if you think about that's three generations of my family yeah. that were born and raised in East Africa it, ma- it made it makes sense so When I went to Kenya, understood the culture, understood the mannerisms.
0: This is when you went volunteering, you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Understood my East African heritage as well. Mm. Um, And it's true because when my grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, they came over from India into East Africa, they had to mix in with the blacks. Mm. They had to mix in with the whites. Mm. They had to mix in with a completely different culture. Mm. Compared to the culture that they were used to in India. Yeah. So that's just made them more socially aware, more adaptable, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which is absolutely insane. But as I was saying about my grandfather and his Alzheimer's, when I went to Kenya, when I came back... Mm. I was showing him all the pictures <laughs> of Kenya. He goes, yeah. "Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that." This is through his Alzheimer's.
0: Yes. So despite the despite fa- the fact, despite the Alzheimer's, he's yeah. still able to remember little things about home.
1: He was like, oh, "I remember that. Oh, that's that, that's Caricho. That's the tea hotel, dude. They still have the plantation, the tea plantation, mm-hmm.
2: remember
1: back. Oh, that's uh, late Victoria Victor- Victorian Kasumu. That's very beautiful out there. You can see the other side of Uganda sometimes." Um, so seeing that, yeah. and hear him say that was that was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. And then he passed away, mm. and I was there with him when he passed away. Um, and on that same day, I remember I was, I was I was speaking to my cousin, and we was like, you know, life short. Something is to give. Right now, we need to be able to achieve our goals, our dreams, our ambitions and make the family proud Mm. because they've gone through this journey to put us here. Mm. We are in a very beautiful position. Mm. We're in a very strong position. Mm. But what it also taught me is our generation, we are so used, We, we have always been told as a young kid don't worry, it will happen. Mm. Or don't worry, it will come. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know, it will happen, don't worry. Yeah. Whether that's, uh, you know, in sports day, and even though we came last, we still still getting medal.
0: Participation. Millennial With, stuff, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Millennial stuff, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, it just showed me that really and truly, we're so entitled. Mm. We just think yeah you know Life will come mm. But it it, it, don't, it don't work out it Like work that out, no. It don't work out Like that And that's what my Those those are the key points Yeah Of what my uh, Grandfather's death Thank you, know you
0: uh, on, Like honestly Thank you for sharing um, Like Those stories with us Because I think Especially from my experience Grief like I said Is incredibly shit Yeah absolutely And If if there's one thing that I learned to take from the whole s- situation is that there are things that you learn, but maybe you aren't too aware of those core principles or values that those people who have now gone have left you with. Mm. And like the best thing that you can do in honor of kind of their investment into you mm. as a family member, mm. um, especially because yeah. because it, it is an investment. It is, it is an investment. Right? Um, the best thing that you can do with their investment and their love is to pass it forward in a way that's kind of reflective and represents all of the things that you loved about them so that they don't, so that their, their memory isn't forgotten. 100%. There's, there's a phrase, I can't remember who said it. I have a feeling it's, um, oh, what is his name? Oh, it's going to bug me now. It's on a song. Anyways, he basically says, "Oh wait, no, it's Macklemore, I think." Yeah. But he basically says in a song, that he said that his grandma said to him, "There's two days when um, when you die. Yeah. It's the day when you die, and it's the day when your your name is mentioned for the last time." Yeah. And I was like, "Damn." Yeah. So when you speak about putting Viral on mm. on on your business, and even now as I'm thinking about now putting Elliot
2: mm.
0: on my business, I'm mm. like, you know what? Hopefully. Mm. Both of these surnames are mm. around for a millennia Touch with. Touch with Damon and that,
1: Inshallah
0: um, And All of the sacrifices that Our ancestors have made mm. All of the sacrifices that our teams And our families have made mm. Like they will pay off In a way that Not only they're supported and remembered But also helps and supports The world basically Because mm. that charity, that charity idea Especially for your sister's legacy, I think, is a be- beautiful concept. So I've Thank got a similar one, but yeah. we won't talk about it. Okay. But I really do... That's very, very inspiring.
1: Okay.
0: Um, all right, now, last section. Mm. The Royal Circle. So, the Royal Circle is basically um, a few tips and principles for three different sets of people. One heir. <coughs> the first one is heirs. Mm. So, these are the people that... Um, this is one bit of advice that you wish you knew when you were, let's say at the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey Mm -hmm. right so you're 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 leaving uni the second one is um royalty so this is for other people or leaders in your industry Mm. right and then last one is legacy in terms of what do you kind of hope to achieve which we've kind of spoken about already Mm. so the first thing is for the heirs Mm. one thing you wish you knew Mm. let's not even do uni. we spoke about uni one thing you wish you knew when you were 18 if one thing you wish you could have told yourself at 18, what would it be? <laughs> it would be, be actually get my degree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really? It would actually be finish my degree. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it really would because that just gives you security. It gives you foundation. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Finish
0: your. Okay.
1: It would actually be. It would actually. It would actually be stick it out and just and just just, just 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 fucking lump it as much as you hate it as much as you think you know better
0: yeah would you have picked a different degree maybe would that, would that have helped yeah
1: actually yeah i probably would have to be fair okay um i probably would have done a different degree something that i'm a long way interested in but
0: what did you what did you what did you study in the end
1: um so i wanted to be an optician didn't i okay and uh, To be honest, I mean, if I if 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 I didn't go down that route, you wouldn't be uh, here. I wouldn't be here. Yeah, I see. Far optical, you know. So yeah. So life has its um, its funny ways. But now I've I've again there's there is a lot of pressure for the success. of Optical. Oh, you have to win now. I have to win. Now.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> you have to. There's no other option. <laughs> there's no other option.
1: I have to win, bro. You, you have to win. Exactly. Um.
0: Yeah. Royalty yeah. So this is something that you would tell Other leaders or, or, or people generally yeah. uh, One principle that you now have for yourself That you've learned Is core
1: What's
0: yours? Um, oh I have many To be fair I think if, if, if I was talking about leadership
1: mm.
0: I think um, The first one That I learned properly mm. Right To become a An effective leader was Mm. And a manager Is trusting yourself Trusting them Mm. Is trusting yourself Right Which is kind of Referenced in a book um, By Patrick Lencioni Um, Is it The five What is it now I can't remember what it is And The title's there But basically He says That You have to ask your question Can Do you trust your team With your job Okay Because if you can't trust your team With your job the, the likelihood is you're the one who's doing a really poor job. <laughs> right? Mads, do you know what I mean? Think of football, right? It's simple words. Mads. And if you don't trust them, it means you don't trust yourself. And a lot of people, especially in this day and age, I'm going to say millennials especially, but also Gen Zs, the worst thing, the worst thing that you can do is be a micromanager. The worst bloody thing. So... Um, I would say trusting them is trusting yourself. I learned that from my my first proper mentor. Mm. So, for leaders, yeah. Okay. So, for you now, go on. It's
1: a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Um, I, there's so many different things going through my head right now. Mm. Um... I'm actually not too sure to be fair. Um I think
0: It doesn't have to be your favourite one, it could be any of them.
1: It will probably have to be just just just, just getting on with it. <laughs> I love that still. It just literally just I think that's that's the biggest thing. There's never going to be light at the tunnel. You what you feel as if is the goal where you can finally say, "All right, yeah. Mm. I've done it." It's there's always it's always going to evolve. Yeah. Because right now as young men, we're going to be yeah. For me right now as young men mm. uh, As a young man Yeah It will be Financial stability Yes And my legacy Right But when I get married mm. It will also be my marriage mm. Right It will also be Working on my marriage uh, With my wife And making sure That we Keep the fire As a partnership Yeah The passion The love mm. The emotions and even the intensity. Mm. Uh, definitely the intensity. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I can't be in a relationship where it's just. It's bleah. just bleah. Yeah. Yeah. intensity is definitely one. And then when you have kids. Right. That's when it changes. Yeah. Your your end goal. Also changes because now your kids are in your picture. Now you're living mm. essentially, for your kids mm. to raise them and then give them the you know. Uh, the best possible upbringing yeah. that you can. The best start, right? The best start. Mm. The best, you know, uh, step up. And then even grandchildren as well. <laughs> <That's>, you know, <laughs> that's also something. And then also as well, I, I'm, a, I'm I'm also a firm believer that for me, I'm not always going to be focusing on viral Optical. Mm. I want to best, probably for yourself as well, mm. I want to build viral Optical up to a stage of where it can look after itself. Oh yes, right. It's the baby thing, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You
0: don't, you don't have to take care of a baby. For, I mean, parents will always say you take care of your kids for life. That's cool, but you also want them to be a stage where they're self-sufficient. Yes, and they take care of themselves. Yes, one
1: hundred percent, one hundred percent, and I, yeah, one hundred percent. Because the older you get, the more experience you have. The more experience you have, the more you're um, open to different opportunities mm. and that's when other interests mm. will also come into play um, I see you as yeah so um, I see you as the next Simon Sinek
0: there's a high it still
1: I rate him highly
0: I met him once yeah? Yeah, there's a picture. I might have to repost it. Yeah, on On Instagram. But sorry, yeah, I stopped you going.
1: No, that's fine. Um I see you as an exam, Mr. Nick. and I think your legacy right now with the coaching mm. You're gonna eventually I see you writing books.
0: Mm. It's definitely in the plan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then that's where shepherds has evolved mm. and it's just going to continuously evolve you're going to find different things uh you're going to find different passions which also resonate well with you mm. so on and so forth so obviously me it's you know var optical it's the charity mm. it's uh it's, it's everything that it comes with um so i think it's always we're never ever going to be 100 percent satisfied with mm. when we are we will be happy. We'll be like, yeah, okay, you know. Content in that. I'm in a good position. Yeah. But people like me and you, and it's just in general as well, I think we'll always want to continue to get out our dreams and our passions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I I think I'd have to agree with you on that one, especially like you said in terms of evolving, right? Mm. It's like the course, the main course that we have started. Mm. It's been about f- I'll probably say six or seven different versions mm. in just under a year. It's that's how quickly it's grown. So absolutely, and I like the fact that it's grown. I like the fact that it's got better because it means that we've gotten better as a as a company as a team. We've got better as coaches. Absolutely. Clients have got better as well. Mm. Like it's a win-win. So I
1: mean your cool syllabus from when I first done it to what it is now. Is, uh, it's mad. It's bro. It's, <laughs> it's, it's different. It's mad. It's, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. It's
0: I, I love it. Thank you. Um. Lastly, yeah. Uh, legacy. So we kind of spoke about what you want to achieve.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Like personally.
2: Yeah.
0: If Maybe it might be different, but what would you hope for the legacy of Vara, if not the Vara Optical, the Vara name to be? Like when people hear that name, especially now that it's on your, it's on your business, what do they, what do they, what do they
1: feel? I actually, that's really interesting, because I want there to be more of a legacy to the Soroya Vara. Ah, oh, so the, the whole, the SV. Mm, the SV. The, yes, SV, the SV, the, yeah, the Soraya Vara, because my sister and I they are, they are probably the only people in the world who have the surname Soraya Vara, right? because it's double barreled. It's yeah. my mum's surname and my dad's surname put together when they got divorced. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's life, isn't it? It's, it's life. life.
1: Um... Shout out to my mum for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <coughs> our wife's going to be a lucky woman, you know, to have the surname Sororio Vara. I'm just saying. Because there's only three people that have ever had it, basically. And then my kids are going to have sorovara Vara. Right. I think of it like having. I think of Sororio Vara as a surname that's as strong or has the potential to be as strong mm. as a surname of. Rothschild okay it's a big it's big it's okay. big you know it's big but that's the legacy that I want to pay from now mm. right I want to be my sister and I we want to be at the top of that family tree that Soroye Vara mm. then I want my kids to do bits mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I like that I want them to carry on with that Soroye Vara yeah, yeah. And then I want my grandchildren to do bits mm. And then I want their kids, and so on and so forth. Yes, I want anyone with the surname Sorovara to just do bits, and that's the legacy that I'm trying to create with Sorovara. Or just, just, just just, that's the legacy that I'm trying to create. So when they see, look back at the family tree, they're like, "Mm, "Okay, that's where we came from." Yeah, that's what my forefather has paved. For us, mm. it's okay. So, where's my son gonna take this? Where's my daughter gonna take this? Yeah, where are their kids gonna take this? That's sick. So I always want them to look back and be inspired, and just know the value. Yeah. Of, of what the their surname holds. Mm. It's all about value, mm. and that's the legacy. And that, that's the dream that's, that's the dream that's the dream that's that. that's what I want to set out set out to achieve
0: I think what what I like about that that vision is um, it's, it's not only is it really accommodating but it's also really humbling in a sense where it's like look you've got this name it, here's what we've done so far all we're asking for you to do is to do basically what you want with it but take it to the next level yeah right yeah. make sure that we we can't be forgotten. Look
1: at the carters, man. Right? you what those
0: three are going to do in about 20 <laughs> to 30 years' time, right? And we're going to be sitting there. I mean, hopefully, we're going to be sitting with them at a dinner, right? Um, oh, yes. Hopefully, we're going to be sitting with them at a dinner and we'll, and just basically figuring out different... Because we'll be, what, in our 50s and 60s then? So, it'll be like, with them, us, just chatting about ways in which we can improve, you know, hopefully the world and stuff. Yeah. But just also the, the, the value of our names. Yeah. And how strong they are yeah. in terms of what they mean to people. Not because of, not necessarily for the accolades or the achievements, but just because of when it comes down to it, simply what we believe was the, were the best answers that we
1: could give to the world for problems that they didn't realize they had. And that's exactly what, the Bill and Melinda Gates, right foundation, are trying to do. Yes, yes, you know, yes, it's yes, yes. It, they 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 do some fantastic work. They do um, it's it's absolutely insane. And I think that's that foundation is also something that's a legacy. Mm. That's for sure. Mm. That's for absolutely sure.
0: Nabil, um I've enjoyed this a lot. It's been deep. It's been funny. It's been incredibly insightful. Um,
1: Thank you for having
0: me. I think one... Thank you for being here. Um, I think one of the things, that, especially for me, that I will immediately practically take away is the the BMC, Mm. right? Um, So I will definitely take that away. So thank (laughs) you for that. I'm going to use that now, actually. Thanks. Um, From a more, I guess, principled context, Mm. I think the thing that resonates a lot with me, especially from... The story about your sister Mm. Is like All things considered Mm. Like You haven't got it that bad Just get on with it Mm. Do you know what I mean? If if She can go through All of this stress and pain Mm. At such a young age Mm. And still have a smile on her face Mm. Not only that Have the smile And still want to win Mm. Regardless of the odds Mm. You can't complain You can't You can't complain So like Those two things for me Have been very, very insightful. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad.
1: thank you. Um, remind us of your handles before we leave. So the Instagram is probably the best place to find me. Yep. Uh, that's at Monsieur SV. Um, I'm sure you could be able to find out if you just, if you just, if you just search that into the search. Insta. VAR Optical at viral optical for the ig as well mm-hmm. um that's spelled v for victor a r a optical uh you could find that there or go on to www.viraloptical.com to get your invite jeez. I'm, jeez I'm definitely
0: gonna put i'll put all of your handles in the um in the description anyway Lovely. once again thank you um this has been this has been sick <laughs> i loved, bro. I, i've loved this thank you bro. um and we'll definitely be doing another one uh, in yeah. the future yeah
1: you, you, you know, what I love being able to catch up with you. It's just, um, it's great being able to see how you've evolved since you. you know the start of uh, <laughs> Shepherds as well. Yeah. How how the core structure's involved. Um, also, obviously, I'm gonna be sending this out to my followers as well. I'm, I'm gonna let them know. And Thank I think you. every one of my, uh, you know, anyone that follows me. Uh, I hate the word follower because it's just like, rah, it's just, you know, if you're interested in coaching, mm. if you're interested in becoming the best person of you, the best person you could possibly be. Yeah, If you're interested in finding what your passions are, what your next step is, you're the guy for that, bro. Thank you. You're the guy for that, bro. I, I, honestly, since since the first time we first done our uh, our uh, you know our, our coaching together, mm. yeah, it's it's been life changing for me. Thank you, Nabil. So, listen, everyone
0: else, <laughs> jump on it, man. Do you know what I, I find we'll, we'll finish on this story, right? I find taking praise very weird. Um, so, so so do I. It, very very weird. <laughs> and it was it was in kind of the. Quite possibly the biggest inspirational book I've ever read The Alchemist, right? Yeah, yeah Where, um Basically The Without trying to spoil the story The The Alchemist himself He gives three pieces of gold He's got Sorry, he makes a pot of gold Takes one for himself Mm. He gives One To The shepherd Mm. Um The shepherd boy he's kind of (coughs) mentoring, And he gives one Because they're travelling across Egypt, I think Mm. And he gives one to the coach driver Mm. Um he gives two to the coach driver one is for the shepherd boy because he got robbed early on in the story and the other one is for the the coach him the 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 coach driver himself Mm. the coach driver says to the alchemist well like this is far too much Mm. for the work i've done Mm. and the alchemist says something i'll never forget it right he says shh (laughs) next time life might hear you and it will give you less i was like wow okay So basically when people give you praise Take it because You will feel much worse If they don't give you anything at all One hundreds. So When he put it like that I was like you know what Fair enough So thank you for the praise Thank you for the praise I appreciate it And um, like uh, even for me Like seeing Seeing the concept of everything From the website Seeing it actually become the glasses that i've seen the glasses i've tried mm, the mm, case mm. that i've seen mm, mm, right mm, mm. like the black box Oh, like I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm excited for you thank you do you know what i mean because i'm excited to see how you win as well thank you so um it's definitely been mutually beneficial if not to necessarily like partake in but at least to witness like the impact and the growth in your vision come to fruition because i'm like oh this is did actually think these the glasses out? When I first saw them. Oh, listen. Oh, it's all right, right. Listen, we got to go in it. we got to go. Oh, all right, oh. come on. All right. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode's Royal Conversation just as valuable as I did. If so, please leave a review on the podcast app of your choice, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. You can join in on the conversation online too with the hashtag GrowAndRead on Twitter. And if you have any questions or dilemmas about your personal or professional development, management or leadership, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter to at shepherd underscore E27. Or you can email me pelliot at elliotshepherds.uk Or, and a really nice feature of Anchor is that you can send in a voice message too. Until then, thank you and as always, continue to lead your legacy.